Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sewn together at the bottom of the stairs to avoid near images of each 
The great skin switcher was nearby. I could feel it. The shrinking catalog of names on my kill list seemed to make for a power in and of itself. A gravity field that affected only a select group of wolves, drawing us all together despite a world of obstacles and seeming alternatives. Generally, I wander without destination or fortune, passenger of the wind, bound for anywhere, hailing only from the dust. Yet now I possessed direction, compelled to follow the delicate strand of spider's web that was slowly and certainly pulling me in a specific direction for a singular if yet undetermined purpose. My next designated adversary was palpably irritated by my rambling and time-consuming path to our first and final meeting. I could feel his impatience like a growing heat as I tread in the direction of his lair. I felt as though I were closing on a great fire, which was both advantageous and troubling. While advantages are wonderful things to discover within the heat of battle, a momentary revelation of strategy or the discovery of personal reserves of killing energy. This advantage originated from mere intolerance. Mr. Hyde was too irritable and thus more likely to make a mistake while in such a state. This was disheartening. I enjoy only those victories that are mine entirely, not owing to tricks or calculations of weakness. I confront only my enemy's greatest strength so that their failings may be made plain upon their defeat. It must be made clear that their utmost powers failed to overcome my own. Anything short of such a victory is pale glory indeed, an insult to my truest gifts and those of my adversary as well. I can only hope that Hyde's wild anger would render into a leaner and more capable presence of mind, one that would furnish his inevitable defeat some measure of respect and convey to me a reasonable sense of satisfaction for having felled such a wonderful opponent. It was no secret as to why Hyde chose Willard as his sanctum. No sane manifestation of the law would dare come near the mad hamlet, let alone cross into its deeply despised and thoroughly haunted interior. Had it not been for his inclusion within the shepherd's game and subsequent pairing with myself, Mr. Hyde would have lasted until his bones could no longer bear the weight of his borrowed skins, killing and skin-switching his way into darkest infamy. Yet all good things must end, the saying goes. Ironically, it was just such a sentiment that Hyde's death would serve to contradict. Good things would be made to last forever. Perhaps the current defect in Hyde's temperament would be offset by my obsession with Willard's rambling aesthetic even if the insanity that informed it was not as closely related to dreams as I had always assumed, it was still a marvel to behold. Of course, in keeping with the justification I have previously supplied, Hyde had chosen the most horrific monument in the city as his home, or at least the most horrific monument fit for mortal habitation. Delirial would likely have asked a terrible rent for his delightfully morbid tower, a price greater than any mortal border even a skin-switching one, was likely to afford. Though, for being merely the second greatest source of architectural absurdity, the structure commanded only a slightly smaller share of awe. The building had clearly been the product of a prolonged effort amongst the town's lunatics, surpassing most of its constructed peers in both scale and vision. 
Whatever the purpose intended for the structure, I was fairly certain the builders wouldn't find its current inhabitant and his dark enterprise too far removed from the spirit of their collaboration, if not its specific design. The outline of the thing seemed organic and fluid against the much steadier darkness that was already falling thick and heavy from the sky. It gave the distinct impression of slow but purposeful movement. The windows were situated with no discernible logic, honeycombing the sides of the building like barnacles spread wide across a massive and deformed will, allowing only for the dimmest glow of electric light to escape their unwashed purview. The entire place seemed to rise with some trouble into the sky, as if overburdened with swelling madness, having to stoop and bow in places to achieve its desired place alongside the waxing moon. I was granted passage to the keep amicably enough, not having to contend with any clever traps or surprise attacks once I parted the tall doors and stepped inside. The darkness beyond the threshold was wild and untamed. Having once sheltered the city's lunatics made it impetuous and brazen, daring the light to chase it into the house of madness, where it could smother and snuff out the rays of the sun. It would serve me well. The silence, on the other hand, was fledgling and timid. It had only been renewed recently, quite possibly in the wake of screams echoing from somewhere deep within the structure that madness wrought, one of the many consequences of having one's skin removed. It, too, would serve me, if only out of fear. I slipped into the gloom, happy for the comfort of unseen things. Soon I would stand before the skin-switcher and all of his patchwork glory, though I again felt the impending regret that I would soon free the wretched world of an artist's vision. Yet, something about coming so close to the end of the game made me more comfortable with the fact. I reached a collection of rooms where blood had recently been spilled. Carnage and combat had worked fresh scars into the worried walls. Wolves had clashed here, and I had great confidence as to who had risen the victor. My mind filled in the bare spaces between the butchery. The shadows scribbled across the theater of violence gave form to the desperate battle. The blood spatter and broken walls revealed a fierce duel that played out before me in incredible detail, and it felt as if I were actually there. I heard the clash of steel and the crack of bone. I smelled the sweat and blood as it rained to the floor. I felt the rage and pain and bloodlust of two creatures gone mad by the beauty of violence. My reverie nearly cost me my life as a bullet buried itself in the wall only inches from my head. I returned to the darkness like a shadow rejoining the night. Another bullet found a wall. The hunter was firing blind. The gunshot served as my guide, and I followed it to my destination. My sisters tore a crimson smile across the hunter's face, so wide it would have required two sets of teeth to fill it. My whirring siblings moved with red smiles to his belly, dancing quietly to the dying rhythms within his quivering body. I allowed the hunter-turned-art's weight to gently rust my work from my sister's warm teeth, laying it upon the soft, glistening pillow of worried bowels. The hunter's gun assured me he was not the skin-switcher. I was glad of it, for I had hoped for a better introduction. Clearly, I wasn't the only one stalking Hyde's lair. The shepherd was drawing us all together. Hunters hunting hunters, hunting hunters.
The gunshot was like so much blood in shark-haunted waters. More opponents converged, moving through my carefully laid webs of silence. Someone tried to slink into the room, traveling within the wide shadows leaking from the hallway. I closed my hand around his throat, eliciting a wet pop as I hauled him from the floor and stuffed him into a small heating vent. I lifted myself into a nearby hole in the ceiling and crawled under the cracked skin of the structure, looking down into the hallway outside. The ruined hunter I abandoned to the heating vent was slowly expiring to the rasp of his own fading breath, and the wheezing had the pleasant effect of concentrating the attention of the other hunters. They were gathering like shadows at dusk, lurking the hidey holes about the hallway. I sought out the fat knot of electrical organs that supplied the hallway with its grubby effulgence. When the hunters discovered each other and began to emerge from the shadows, my sister severed the lights, and I retired from the ceiling to the blacked-out spaces beneath me. An infant silence was born into the spaces left behind by the din of our violence, revealing a gory chimera spread wide and red upon the floor, made from the severed forms of a dozen victims. I moved beyond the coagulating hallway, covered in the paints and clay of my craft, hoping to discover even greater bounties of murder and men. I was additionally excited over the discovery I'd made while piecing together my latest work of art. I realized that not a one of them were wolves. These crazed knife-wielders and gunfighters were something altogether different and equally incredible. White wigs, or just wigs as I've heard them called. They were of course the unfortunate survivors of attempts to rediscover memories of the great darkness using hypnosis. Generally such persons died during the process. The strain of recalling such unmitigated madness causing their hair to turn winter white and producing a facial expression that outlined a fear incapable of being halted by human heads. And while infrequent, there were cases of individuals surviving the hypnotical process, if not the general aesthetic changes that are so often associated with it. These persons were invariably raving lunatics loudly expressing the side effects of senselessness as they ran naked and bleached through the world. To find one such creature is rare, but to find so many as had attacked me is completely unheard of. Yet Willard was likely a mecca for the mad, so my incredulity quickly faded, leaving behind only the hope of encountering more of the fascinating whited creatures. I slowed my pace through the structure, hoping to give time to the renewed darkness to return my spent vigor. My enthusiasm for the coming event was undiminished despite the recent excitement, but my body was weary from its work. When I saw the light in a distant hallway, I knew the moment of our meeting was almost upon me. I drew up to the lit spaces, wrapped in a thick plume of shadow and silence, and beheld an amazing gallery of beasts. These were not the low creatures of the earth, but the great loping princes of the hunt. Wolves, cougars, even a lion. I wondered if I would be dressed in such finery. They were all in cages lining the walls of what seemed an antechamber to a much larger room. The perfume of death swelled thickly from the spaces beyond the showroom. I entered the final chamber, relishing each moment. The room contained wonders piled atop wonders, 
Hunters dressed in the skins of predatory beasts, and beasts dressed in the skins of hunters. They were all displayed atop crumbling tables in the middle of the massive room. Each was backlit by rusty spotlights, which threw wicked shadows upon the walls, revealing Dream and Dreamer connected through an umbilicus of shadow stretching between them, inextricably binding the two beings, perhaps even drawing them closer together. I approached the center of the display, where roomed a great monster dressed in the leathers of several hunters. Curious about the creature that warranted such honor, I reached out to examine it. I felt pain before I felt stupidity. The monster was none other than Mr. Hyde, and he greeted me with a long blade to my abdomen. Thankfully, I had instinctively turned, denying the blade access to my favorite organs. But the impact forced my eager sisters from my grasp. With my naked hand, I seized his second blade as it raced towards my throat. Then, the monstrous wolf lifted me high off of the ground by his knives. I could only imagine the wonderful shadow we cast upon the wall. The hunter's enormous strength rivaled my own, but I was filled with restless dream and would not be dressed in beasts no matter how high the honor. With my one available hand, I reached back to revive my father. My dark benefactor roared to life, descending deeply into the patchwork hunter's shoulder. Hyde fell to his knees, releasing me from his blades, and I returned to the ground. We drew up in front of one another, two monsters from a glorious nightmare and for a brief moment the call of a ravening dream remitted its claim upon us, and we could barely remember the strange stars that led us to this twisted city of madness. But the hunger beyond the world soon renewed, and the distance between us shrank. I returned my father to his rest, and not to be outdone by the hunter's earlier display of strength, I seized my quarry about his neck as we grappled and stole him from the earth. I heaved him into his own display of skin changers, many of whom were modeled with their blades held out in front of their stiffened corpses. The hunter slammed into the waiting wall of knives, his recent victims marshalling one final attack from beyond the grave. The terrible wolf rose from the pile of monsters, hurling one of the demonic mannequins at me. I easily weathered the half-hearted attack, but Hyde was already recovering from my assault. I charged, driving my shoulder into his stomach, taking him from his feet. I smashed him through tables, benches, man-monsters, and four-legged beast-men. His back crashed hard against the stone wall, jarring his knives from his hands. Before I could compliment my attack, the hunter nodded his fists and rained them down upon my back. Drawing on a dwindling reserve of strength, I brought my own fist swinging upward cracking Hyde's jaw and throwing his bulk to the side. We staggered away from each other, smiles on our bloodied faces from such a marvelous battle. Yet, before we could renew our enjoyment for the sport of wolves, sounds of chaos filled the air. In moments, dozens of white wigs flooded the chamber. Laughably unbalanced, they proceeded to cartwheel and roll and skip a thick circle around us. Hyde and I glanced at each other, each thinking the other responsible for the intrusion. Suddenly the horde of pale lunatics parted, 
making way for a creature of markedly higher pedigree. He was stately for a madman, even poetic. There was an almost biblical quality to his presence. Authority mixed with fear and wonder, all of it balanced upon the sharpened edge of a single ridiculous idea. I was immediately glad of the white-haired creature's arrival, whose otherworldly feel was much compounded by his strange attire. He wore a straitjacket repurposed into a serviceable coat, and in his right hand he held a long butterfly net, all of it topped off with a tiny tinfoil crown, glittering despite the wayward lighting. The madman drew himself up and addressed the chamber. This silly contest of wolves is hereby disbanded by decree of the Lord of Lollipops and the divine right of the talking vegetables who haveth no names and by the authority of several other really important folks, all of whom have names that begin with extremely big blood-dripping capital letters. Now, with this royal broccoli mation set forth, we will now proceed to the turning inside out of you two gentlemen until you mostly resemble a fat red wad of half-chewed taffy. He tapped the butt of his butterfly net on the ground solemnly. Sound good? Hyde and I glanced at each other again, this time in amazement. Before either of us could answer, the lunatic began again. I'm just joshing you, my great big friends. But we do have to take you to see someone who is really special. Someone who will change the world. One person at a time. Will you gentlemen please follow me? We were immediately seized upon by the nearby wigs. Neither of us resisted their efforts, as we were now more curious than alarmed. We allowed the throng to usher us into the darkness, the Lord of Lollipops in the lead. My fellow wolf smiled. For the moment at least, we were a team. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.